Thanks for coming back. I'm glad you all enjoyed the previous episode. This episode's a little different. I do have the story being told, so we're going to stick to the formula as far as that. But I'm also including another part in the second half just to stretch it out a little bit because the story that was told was a little short because of technical difficulties. Nonetheless, I'm here. I got great feedback from the previous episode. I'm always looking for other people to get on and tell stories. Always, always, always. Anybody, any story, anything you want to talk about, contact me. Let's do this. I'm Jay Del Negro everywhere on the internet. If you find Jay Del Negro, it's me. Reach out to me. Let me know you're interested. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even though I don't use it, but it exists. Um, emails, even jdelnegro at gmail.com. I'll put some of that information in the description below. But here's a story about a sleepover. Hope you like it. So I hear you've got a great story about a sleepover. Yes, I do. So uh, one of the greatest? One of the best and worst moments of life. One of the best and worst moments in life. So before you tell that story, can you uh, Mm -hmm. introduce yourself to my By Chance podcast listeners? Your name is? K-Sin. K-Sin? Like, sinning is bad yeah. type sin? All right. All right. Well, Sin is in my last name, so. Sure, sure. All right. Uh, everything. I'm, that's why I'm Jay. Like, it, it makes sense. It just, it just helps helps people remember. So go for it. Exactly. Let, let, me, let me hear about your um, best and worst sleepover story. Paint this picture for me. So how, how okay. old were you when this happened? I was a sophomore in college, so I was like 19, and it was a Thursday night because I wanted to go to this club called Mirage in Tampa, by far one of the best clubs in Tampa to go to Thursday, Friday, or Saturday night. It got shut down a couple years later. It was definitely ran by the mob. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) me and my homegirls were supposed to go out that night. And Trey Songs was performing. So I'm like, this is perfect. Like, I got to be there. Well, we're just going to call him Adam. Adam. We're going to call him Adam. Okay. So Adam, who I was speaking to at the time, invited me to come over to St. Petersburg to have dinner and to pro- pro- likely stay over. So I'm like, okay, you know, I've been seeing him for a couple weeks. And or was it? Yeah, maybe a couple weeks. I've been talking to him after I met him a couple of weeks before. Okay. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I've never had a guy cook dinner for me. So, and I'm young, so it's cute, you know? I'm going to go. Well, I get over there. The dinner is perfect. I still don't know how to cook fish and or rice as good as him to this day. I have to say that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were just hanging out. Good time. So we'll fast forward to going to sleep. Now I had never spent the night at a man's house up until this point. Like I had never done that. And I'm like, okay, I'm cool. Like I, I'm good. So I'm like, okay, I'm sleeping now. So I'm going to go lay down. Well, 
came to bed like 30 minutes later, whatever, he was watching TV, et cetera, et cetera. And I was still awake, but I just laid there because I'm like, I'm not even going to talk. Like, I just could not sleep because it was not my bed. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm staying at a man's house. <laughs> so, and a man I'm not going to sleep with. Like, mm. uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. So, anyway, he lays down and I don't say anything because I'm like, maybe I'll fall asleep now. Maybe. I don't know. About 20 minutes into him laying down, I, like, he was on his side, and the bed was moving or whatever, and I'm like, maybe he's just, like, really uncomfortable, because it's like, he's not used to having somebody over here. I don't know, but I'm like, okay, he could be just, like, adjusting himself. Oh, my God, I hope my phone doesn't die. (laughs) (laughs) It may. may. Oh, no. But, anywho, I'll try to get this in before it does and then I'll just have to call you back but anyway so it keeps moving and I'm like what the fuck is going on like now it's just annoying you know what I mean like why is he moving so much so I happen to like I just start laughing and I'm like what the fuck like are you okay and he like flips over on his stomach and I'm like oh my god he was jerking off Like, oh my God, are you all right? And I was like, I just really couldn't fall asleep. I just didn't say anything. Like, I just, you know, I've been laying here. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, I'm fine. So he gets up. He leaves for like 45 minutes and I could not sleep still. You know what I mean? Like, okay, things are just super awkward now. And I'm like, damn, I could have been in Mirage right now. Or I could have been like with my homegirls getting fucked up, you know, mm-hmm. looking at Trey Song or some shit or whoever else who was in Tampa. And. He came back and he was like really hot because he had taken a shower. And then, like, after that, he just laid on his side and went to sleep. And at like 7 30, and I was like, All right, I'll see you later. And I came back to Tampa, like, calling my friends, like, I think this nigga just jerked off next to me in bed last night. She would have tried me instead of doing that because I would have been more apt to be like you know maybe not right now because we just kind of met mm-hmm. you know whatever but no well uh did you was there any physical or visual evidence of him actually jerking off with the exception of the motion did with you- the exception of the bed like moving back and forth and him flipping on his stomach all of a sudden like to me, it just seems like he was tugging his dick down. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, she caught me. Like, I mean, let me have- I mean uh, 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 that's a whole lot of uh, action if it's physically moving the bed. Like, he's he was really like, into I think it. He was like really getting he off. Was like, really getting into it. Like, yeah. So I- maybe trying to be fast about it, but like he couldn't really be fast about it because I noticed maybe before. So it, it's funny, not funny, because essentially you were sexually assaulted. However, um, the weirdo didn't really get far because he had to go cool off in a hot shower cause, uh, and finish what he started because why else would it take, why else would he need a shower? Correct. Yeah, so did you talk to him after that? I talked to him. Yeah, I did. We hung out after that too and we never discussed it. Did he ever get the draws just out of curiosity? Like a year later, it worked. So it worked. His his magic trick worked. Because I know. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it's like one of those things like, wow, that's what that's one of those moments that maybe I could have done without. With the guy, but, like once you got together, you was like, yeah, I didn't have to do that. Yeah, basically. Mm. And you know how sometimes you do something twice just to make sure it yeah, was yeah, a bad yeah, mistake. Yeah, yeah. So you did it. You did it twice because the first time it, it could have been a fluke. It could have been, you know, because didn't. I was drunk the first time. I was like, yeah, you know, let me just do this. Mm. And then the second time I was drunk, I'm like, this is going to be better because, like, whatever. And it was just completely. It was just not. You great. were you were better off as friends. You were, yes, yes, we were better off. Yes. Not having those two encounters. Just, just, just out of curiosity, um, as an as an older, more mature adult, do you have him like in any of your social media platforms? Do you see him and know he's there? And he he's on my Facebook. He's on my Instagram too, mm. but not like he doesn't say much. It, it's there's nothing left to say after you do something like that. Yeah, and then don't knock it out the park afterwards. But at least the fish and rice was something that you will always remember. And it, like you're trying to look, live up to, actually, because you've never been able to, to, to emulate his cooking. Like, I've never gotten it to taste that good. And he, he could really cook. And I'm mm. like, wow, you know, but that was just a weird ass. Yeah. 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 But he had afterwards. What's that? Oh, my phone's turning off. I'll hit you up. Okay. And just like that, because of lithium ion technology, phone died, conversation ended abruptly. But I will reach out to Kaysen again because I do have some follow up questions about that one. And hopefully that'll be released in a future episode. But until then, here's my review of John Wick Chapter Two. So overall, I would say it's worth a watch, whether you go to the theaters or bootleg it on uh, Cody boxes or whatever you're actually doing, watch the film. If you don't have any idea, uh, John Wick is played by Ken Reeves, and he's a part of like an Assassin's Creed, if you will. And uh, he wanted out in the first movie. And in order to get out, he had to make a pact with someone else, but allowed him out. And then um, he got out for a woman. That woman died, his wife. She gave him a dog. Some Russians uh, went in his car, came to his house, killed his dog, stole his car. He killed everybody in the first movie. And when the second movie begins, it's like a car chase scene. And John Wick's in another like, uh, Ford. I don't know what model it is, but it's a muscle car chasing down this motorcycle, knocks the guy off the bike, gets this gold card. And as he gets this gold card, he goes to this like chop shop full of like taxis and stuff, but it's a front for something else, which is being run by the Russians. John Wick is coming for his car. Um, gets there, gets his car, kills a bunch of people, shoots a lot of people in the kneecaps. Um, if there's one thing I learned from this movie is, well, it's two things. John Wick will judo the shit out of you. There's a lot of tumbling and throwing to the ground, and he will shoot you in the kneecaps. 
Might not necessarily kill everybody, but he will definitely shoot you in the kneecaps. Um, gets his car back, takes out the bad guys and goes up to the big boss and basically says like, peace, I'm done. I got my car. I'm good. Leaves. Um, and then like the new adventure begins, which so he, he's then visited about his old trials and tribulations and basically said, you made a pact with me, so you must come back. If you don't come back, I'll kill you. Uh, but once you do this deed, this pact is, is then settled, and then you can go on and live your life. Um, it has some, not twists and turns, but just a lot of double crossing and backstabbing in it. And um, the action is well worth it. What's not well worth it is the dialogue. This has some of the worst dialogue I have ever seen in a film ever. Uh, Common's in it, and Common is an okay actor. He's a better rapper, definitely a better rapper. He's an okay actor, and all of his lines are like watching iceberg lettuce being broken apart. It's just so, like, it's like a thud and a crunch. It's just sharp, and uh, just he just was not good at speaking, but his action scenes were pretty good as well, and um, if you're interested, he does not die. He is an adversary of Keanu Reeves' character, but he does not die. As a professional courtesy, Keanu Reeves does not kill Cassian. I think that's what his name is. Um, they go a little bit into the mythos about um, continental grounds and what that means and then uh, what you can and can't do and some some other things. And there's a, there's a trip to Rome and another like sexy party like in the first one and a lot of bullets in the theater I went to. They had a lot, like the sound system was amazing because every gunshot I felt in my chest. So kudos to that uh, screening of that film because you felt like you, the action was so like in your face and kind of gritty. You felt what was going on. It wasn't like shaky cam or maneuvered in, like the, the camera was maneuvered in a way to make you, uh, to make it look like things were going on that, that weren't or to just to tell the story a little differently. It was like in your face, you felt it. A lot of people. I'm pretty sure he killed like 200 people in this movie. I'm not exaggerating. I might be, I might be over like by 10. My over and under might be 10, but I'm pretty sure he killed like 200 people. There was one scene. It was like, where are all these bad guys coming from? It was so many bad guys. Like, it just didn't make sense. I'm, I was pretty sure, like as 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 like a director or a casting agent, you just reuse some of the bad guys because they had a mask. But he killed everybody. In fact. His last spoken line of the film was, um, I want you to tell them. I want you to tell them that whoever comes after me, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill all of them. And it was so cheesy. And I just started laughing because I was like, this is terrible. This is written so poorly. But it was fun to watch. So I would say watch it. Um, not going to give away too many plot points. There isn't really a plot. Right. It's an excuse for him to go kill people. It's an excuse. Like, there's no real plot. I think how they're setting up the third one could actually be a plot point, but it's like inescapable because they also, you also find out when watching it, like, everybody's a fucking assassin. Like, it's, it's, it's nuts. Like, everybody is an assassin and people still use sliding phones and flip phones. That's also very interesting. I don't know if it was a commercial for the manufacturer of these devices, but people kept receiving text messages on sliding phones and flip phones. And I'm pretty sure that this was filmed in 2016, maybe 2015 at the uh, earliest. I don't know. Um, out of five, I would give it a three. Um, go watch it, especially if you just like senseless, dumb entertainment. Well worth it. Enjoy yourself. But uh, John Wick, 
chapter two. It was all right. And that's my incomplete review. That's it. Pulled out another show. Don't know where it came from. Don't know how I put it together, but I made it work. As always, I'm looking for guests to tell stories. So that means the Glenn and Her podcast. I'm talking to you specifically. Come on, tell a story. Wulong Talks. I'm talking to you guys from over the pond. Come on, tell a story. Any story you want or anybody else that's listening. Friends, family, countrymen, Romans, Mexicans, everybody. You're, you're good on this side of the wall. Like, just come on, tell a story. Um, and with that, this would be the end of the show, I suppose. So at the end of the show, I say something. I just never remember what I'm supposed to say. It would make sense if I went back and just listened to previous episodes where I was a little more polished and professional and just listen so I know what to say. But I don't do that because I'm a lazy Bama. Nonetheless, in life, the best thing you could do is take a chance. That's not exactly what I said, but that's what we're going to go with. Thank you for listening. See you all next time.